0: Luke chapter 4 verse 16 and 17 and 18 it says so he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and as his custom was he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read and he handed the book to the prophet of Isaiah and when he had opened the book he found the place where it was written the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel To the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. For the next few moments, I want to talk from this theme, Break Every Chain. You may be seated in the sanctuary. But before you take your seat, look around you, wave at somebody and just do this to them. Just, just break it. Just, just do this. Just do that. Just at your house, I want you to pull your hands apart and break every chain. Just, God, I want you to break every chain, every chain. Break every chain, Everything. Break every chain. Break every chain. Oh, you miss it, you miss it, you miss it. Break every chain. Break it, break it, break it, break it. Break it, break it, break it. Break break every chain. In the time that is mine to share, let me just use these few moments and set up the series that I'm going to be doing, just let me just begin this idea before you. I want to set it in a larger context, and then I want to talk about what Jesus has done and what Jesus requires of us to do or to have done to ourselves and for us to help others achieve. And so that's the balance of the series that we'll be working on. But I want to set it in a larger context. I want to set it in the context of this Freedom Sunday, this 4th of July, uh, the way in which we can celebrate the 4th of July has to be with a Frederick Douglass model in mind, a recognition that America has a promissory note as it is inscribed in its Declaration of Independence, that promissory note, much of which is unfulfilled, particularly for groups within this, these United States. That promissory note is, has requirements. Dr. King put in another way, he called it a check that he wanted to present, that, 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 that it made with his people which needed to be fulfilled. Now, each of us recognizes this idea of independence and freedom but the truth of the matter is that our need for independence and freedom, the need for the loosening of bounds, The breaking of boundaries, the breaking of chains is greater than just independence within the United States. It's greater than the overcoming of racism, classism, sexism, xenophobia, and all those other things. It's it's greater than all this. It's greater than overcoming homophobia. It's greater than overcoming all kinds of other phobias. It's greater than that. It's a bigger picture. The truth of the matter is that humanity is damaged. It is destitute. Humanity is in need of deliverance. Humanity is damaged, destitute, and in need of deliverance. And as I, as I, as I approach this today, I ask the question of myself and to you, what does it mean to be delivered? The apostle Paul in 2nd Corinthians talks about being delivered and I'll get to that during the series because he talks about the progressing of deliverance. He says, I have been delivered, I am being delivered, and I will be delivered. Yes. That's a progressive act of grace and faith. And as we will come to in the series, we will recognize it as the things in which I deal with and go through, but what does it mean to be delivered? Simply. To be set free from something that binds you and impedes your development. Something that binds you and impedes your development, it, it, it arrests your development. And whatever it is that arrests your development needs to be broken. I, 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 mess, I mess up somebody when I say this, some of us don't even know that we are, we are bound, because we've been bound so long, we have not had freedom on our minds. And, and, and before I move too quickly, some of us are bound and don't even realize that we are bound because we entered into soul ties with folk that need to be broken as well. And, and unfortunately, unfortunately, too many people are bound and don't realize they're in captivity. They're walking around with a ball and chain and don't know why they're dragging their leg. They're they're in captivity and don't know it I don't know, some of y'all might have saw Django Unchained, it it may be hard for others of you to watch but there's a character in that movie which depicts all of the, what we used to refer to as Uncle, you know, Uh, All of those individuals, it's depicted in the one character uh, of Samuel L. Jackson as Stephen in The Django Unchained. You you remember him. Stephen was the house slave of of Calvin Candy, the master of Candyland. This is Candyland, the fourth largest and most vile plantation in Mississippi. He was considered sadistic, and his right-hand man was that old character played by Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I realize that, 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 that this is a, a gross characterization intended to remind the audience that a slave mentality can affect the mind to the point you forget you're a captive. And you start doing the bidding of the captor. Uh, later scientists will call it the Helsinki Syndrome. Forget that. You got to realize there's a place you can get to where you so identify with your oppression that you begin to like the oppression and become a part of both the oppressor and the oppressed. The difference is that that, that you can be bound and not realize you're bound. <laughs> preach was you, you can be bound and not even recognize that you're bound up you're wrapped up tied up and tangled up in something that you need to be released from it needs to be broken in your life uh, you, see, see you, you're a slave and thinking you're free Django You're a slave and you're thinking you're free. Even though Django had papers, he was still considered a slave and still treated like a slave. Even though one man treated him as free, others did not. You've got to realize some of us still need to be free from slavery. See, we, we, we may be free from slavery, but we're living with slave mentality. Master, is us sick? Massa, how we doing? We're free but bound. <laughs> mm. Let me see. I, you have to realize there's all kinds of bondages. And let's, let somebody think that they are better than the rest. Because you have uh, made some progress in areas of your life, and your life may have some lofty to- loftiness with it because you have been able to accumulate education or wealth. Don't fool yourself. You're living in a world that depends on binding people for its own progression. Capitalism doesn't work unless there's somebody at the Come here, Dave Chappelle. Folk thought you lost your mind, took off, left your show, the Chappelle show. You went to Africa. You left and went away, and everybody thought you lost your mind. But Dave Chappelle showed us in the Netflix controversy that he, the Chappelle show was running on Netflix. They were showing the show. People were watching the show, but he didn't even own his own name and his work. They had his name, they had his likeness, they had his work, they had his words, they had his comedy sketches, and they could show it, and they were making millions of dollars, and they kept his name. He couldn't have even had another show called Chappelle Show, and it was his name because they owned it. And the only way he broke the chain was by getting people to turn it off, because, If it has no eyeballs watching it, it has no value. And ultimately, capitalists find a way to keep on earning money. So they made a deal with him to give him back his name and give him back his likeness. And you missed what I just said. You can be found at any stage of your life. And I know, see, some of y'all think I'm, I'm talking about slavery as in slavery from the south and the, the emancipation that came with it. No, I'm bigger than that today. I'm bigger than that. My chains are bigger than that. I'm worried about that because too many of my people have suffered. I'm worried about it. Well, <laughs> this morning, if I thought this morning, matter of fact, was on talked about a, sol- a person, a soldier who was, uh, who was in, in service in Vietnam, saved lives, for which other people would have received the Medal of Honor. He didn't receive it. Years later, President Obama gave him the Medal of Honor. Now, Vietnam, President Obama, there's a long ways between. The question is, how would your life have changed had you received the honor you were supposed to receive back when you were supposed to receive it. Let me, let me give you some changes. Number one, as a Medal of Honor winner, his children would have been able to go to any of the service academies for free. Because he was a Medal of Honor worker, they'd automatically let in. As a Medal of Honor winner, he would have been able to receive extra benefits every year, which would have helped him to pay for his children to go to any college they wanted to go to. You missed it, went over your head. As a Medal of Honor winner, he'd have got jobs that he did not get when he came out because the post-Vietnam world was cruel to soldiers, black or white. It didn't matter because people hated the war. They hated the soldiers. that fought the war. So this man not only was denied his honor, but he was denied the wealth that might have been built as a result of his heroism and sacrifice. Don't fool yourself. There's always a cost to the bondage that other folks put you in. Just because you can't count it doesn't mean it's not there. Ah, let me... It's not a race thing, it's a humanity capitalist greed. Let me, ah, I don't have much more time. I got to get done because my time is up, but who do I feel like preaching today? See, lest you think I'm just talking about black folk. Come here, Taylor Swift. She had to re record her masters so she could own her own voice because they took her masters They would not let her own her own voice, her own recordings. So the only way to get control was to go back in and start re-singing. But the voice she had when she created some of her pop songs as a young person, she couldn't have that same voice as an older woman because your body changes, your vocal cords change. Years of singing in concert halls, years of singing in outdoor amphitheaters and stadiums take a toll on you. couldn't be the same you gotta know what you see is the whole world is set up for all kinds of bondages so when I say break every chain I mean break every chain All right, I've got three quick things. I'm gonna give you my, I'm I'm literally out of time, but as you can tell, I've I've got a word in my sanctified soul. I've got a word in my soul. I've got a word. Three three quick things, three quick things. Jesus comes, shows up at the synagogue. I heard somebody say he showed up on Sunday. The Bible says he showed up on the Sabbath, which would mean he was there on a Saturday morning. He's there on Sabbath day. He came on Sabbath shows up there and they must have a scripture reading cycle and on that day they open up the scroll to Isaiah and Jesus pulls up and so just in case you don't realize it when they said they opened the scroll what they actually mean is they unrolled them. The, the scrolls were, were curled. They were rolled up. And they unrolled them. So you, you've got to recognize. Now Hebrew is, re- when you read it, it's going that way and not that way for, y'all, for us English readers. So you've you got to go through it and you've got to know your stuff. This carpenter's son, oh, son of God. Yeah. Slips all the way through to the back of the book begins to read from the back of the book, and begins to read the Lord's spirits upon him. I, 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 three things, real quick. No, number one, he recognized the human condition, and he recognized it as predictable sorrow. If I haven't made my case yet, I will in the next few weeks. you got to understand something. The human condition of exploitation, The human condition that has left people in need of good news, the human condition that has left people in need of having broken hearts healed, the human condition that has left people captive, the human condition that has left people blinded by the light. He says, I recognize it. He recognized it. That's, That's why he went there to read. I see what you're going through. I see you. I see you, Britney Spears. I see you. I see how they keep you from your money using a conservatorship usually put upon people who are in final stages or full dimension. I see you. I see you, Prince, when instead of them calling you by your name, you put an ill-pronounceable sign on your face. I see you. There are all kinds of bondages because of sin in the world. Trust me when I tell you, sin finds ways to exploit people at multiple levels. He says, I see you. Second thing, second thing. Oh, this is good preaching today. Second thing. He said he then he then realized the human challenge that is the present situation. He recognized the human condition, but then he realized the human challenge or the present situation. Now, I know you would say to me, Reverend Bishop, isn't that redundant? No, my condition tells you what's going on with me. Let me give you an example. If I go outside now and I don't have gas, thankfully, I got a wife, I can ask her for her credit card. <laughs> and I can get gas. That could be fixed. Are y'all listening to me? But now if I get in a situation where what my need is is greater than what she can do. Now I'm in a challenge. Y'all, In other words, in other words, Jesus says, I look at you and I see you have one gigantic problem within your human condition situation. Which has become predictably sorrowful, and that is you have the inability to save yourself. Oh, I'm walking, I'm walking the word in here today. Y'all better stay with me. I'm, you have the inability, you can't save yourself and you don't have anybody close enough to you in the flesh to save you. There's nobody you can look at that can work it out for you. The help me can't help you meet this issue. Finally, finally, and I'm done for the day. I will stop right here. I feel like my help done come. I won't even holler cause I feel so good. Jesus gives one last clue to the series I want to do. He says, I am the resolution to the human crisis. I am the promised solution. And here it is in the text. He says, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And the one thing you gotta know is that old song said, Jesus is the answer For the world today, above him there's no other, Jesus is the way. And I want to suggest to you over the next few weeks how good it is when you know Jesus as the answer to the problem that we have, and it is in Jesus that we move, live, and have our being, and in Jesus who can break the bounds that the enemy put upon us and break every chain every chain every chain every chain somebody give god a break Woo! i bless god i bless god god bless you i love you all the love of the lord i want to extend an invitation maybe there's somebody here today who doesn't know the Lord and the pardon of your sins, I wanna give you an invitation to become a part of the fellowship here at Shiloh. Even if you're online right now, you can become a part of this fellowship by just simply writing us or emailing us. And believe me, we do get emails, we get texts, we get folks writing to us because people all over the world are catching on that Shiloh is a place they can grow in God. And I wanna invite you to come grow with us. You don't have to be in the immediate Connecticut area or in the New London area. You can be a part of us as an I-member, and I welcome you today to this family. I want you to do me a favor for just a moment, bow your heads as I pray for those online and pray for you if there's someone here. Father, we thank you now for someone who's making a decision to receive you in their life. I pray, God, that this word, God, if they were not already prepared, I pray this word was a pick, began to break up the fallow ground that they can realize that they are seen by you and that you care and that, God, you want their life to be made abundant and that the abundant life comes with freedom from everything the enemies tried to tie us up with. God, I love you now and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Whether you're online or you're in the sanctuary, if you have your gifts, I want you, those of you in the sanctuary, just leave them at the door on the way out as you leave today. I want you to know something. I want to appreciate each one of you for participating and giving each week, whether you come to the sanctuary or not. Cash App, Giblifier, Mail. We have been blessed that during the pandemic, the people of Shiloh have been consistent givers to the kingdom of God, which has allowed us, amen, amen. And if you notice, if you notice, and many of you probably watched me online many times, first time being in the sanctuary in a while, but if you notice, I have not been up begging every week, I don't spend a long time of our broadcast out there doing that. I really want this word to be primary as the most important thing, and I believe God will allow the saints of God to keep the house open so that we can keep pushing the word of God. Amen. Amen. So whatever your tithes are, whatever your offering is, I want you to don't forget your capital stewardship gifts. My wife and I, we give our seed offering every week. We just keep seeding into the kingdom. Not only do we pay our tithes offering we seed and that's what the capital stewardship gives that's the, uh, the money that we give to keep the land and property that god has assigned to us in this season so do your best do your best i ask you to do only what god will allow you to do and i thank you so much for it i want to thank each one of you for your thoughts and prayers during the time of our grieving uh, my family my wife and my beautiful three children, we thank you by my heart. My baby sister Gloria, who is with us this morning, is singing like she is just praising God and you you saw the show, the service of the world, she blessed us there. My, my sister Debbie and, and AG are in, in Singapore, so continue to pray for them and hold them before the Lord. You know, Fred, Frat, has got a hold, held her down over there, and I thank God for him. He's been a friend over 40-some odd years. And I'm so grateful to my sister, Sheila, my oldest sister. You don't see her as often, but she is a trooper. We have been blessed to, to celebrate the life of my father. And uh, i make it personal at this moment, my father. It's all of our father, but my father in particular. Uh, and I want to thank Shiloh for the love we've experienced reaching out to my siblings all across the world, and, and yes, I'm delighted that you've done it, and I'm delighted that you've shown kindness, and I just thank God for each one of you and the way you have functioned. You didn't have to do it, but you did. And uh, I, I just thank you. The chairman came over and bought gifts and food and all that on behalf of the diacon and the church. And I just want to thank you, Deacon Deaconess uh, Medina. They are—they have been. I don't say it enough, but since the pandemic, ride or die, they, we have been there. And all of the deacons of this church have been, and Deaconess, have been ride or die, It's just wonderful. Each one of y'all have just been a blessing and each member, you didn't have to give, you could have easily walked away, you could have easily said, ah, I'm just gonna watch church in California. But you stuck with us, and I just want to appreciate you and tell you how much I love you. I want you to know we're, we're getting ready to kick things back in gear at another level. We're getting our where music is changing, we're getting our praise and worship teams together, our choirs will be coming back. We'll roll it in slow, but we're going to roll it in over this summer. And I just want y'all to help me thank God for this band right here. We are. I'm just so grateful. And I want to thank God for all of our ministers who have ministered and have done and stood in the pulpit. Elder Martin, all of y'all say, thank you, thank you so much for all that you all have done. Oh, I, I forgot to commend our man of the year over there, Elder Robin Martin, who just celebrated one of the 100 men.